promised a special episode of Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm JP Chunga, and the transactions, the NBA news, it never stops. It continues today as we have an exclusive interview with the latest signing for the Utah Jazz. Experience with the Wizards in Washington and also a graduate of the illustrious Howard University. It is Nio Campbell, digital reporter for the Utah Jazz and utahjazz.com. Nio, thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, this is so exciting. You said newest signing. And yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, this is an exclusive. I, I've never had this moment before. This is, um, I never thought this would happen. This, my eighth grade dreams after I got kicked off the basketball team have now been complete. This is huge. Now you're a pro. I'm Wel- a pro. Welcome to the league. And Thank you. frankly, I, the only reason I'm super excited about this, among the other ones, you providing great content for us, doing great interviews with players and all, that I'm no longer the rookie on the squad. <laughs> we already know Angie Treasure. We know Aaron Falk from covering this team with the Salt Lake Tribune and now with UtahJazz.com. You are the newbie on the squad. Let's get a little background on that and, and how you decided to come to Utah. Start off with just you. What makes Niall Campbell, why did you get into this crazy industry? Why are you going down this crazy road to coming to Utah? Yeah, no, um, it's it's insane. I am, I'm the rookie. It's so weird because I was with the Wizards for like three seasons. So I was like, I'm not really a rookie anymore, but I, I am. I'm new to the team. Um, So yeah, how did I get started with this Utah journey. Um, I never thought that I would end up in Salt Lake City. Um, I honestly, like, I guess I'll just tell the world now, and you guys are probably going to laugh at me. But when I told my family that I was moving to Utah, I was like, all my family lives out in California. So I said, I got on the um, Zoom call with everyone. And I was like, hey, family, I'm moving to the West Coast. And everyone looks at me and they're like, California, Oregon. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm moving to Utah. They're like, well, that's not the West Coast. You're moving out West, but it's not the West Coast. Mountain so West. clearly, okay. Yeah. I'm moving to, I thought my first conversation with Angie, the social media manager, I thought they were on Pacific standard time. I didn't realize there was a whole <laughs> mountain time. Um, so I didn't know that like Utah is two hours behind and not three hours. So I'm just assuming like Utah is just the West. Uh, West Coast, not just the West, but yeah. So, um, yeah, this journey uh, kind of presented itself to me in many ways, but I sought after it as well. Um, having conversations with um, the amazing Angie, the amazing Bree, um, and Bart, and everyone, you know, we started talking and we realized that, um, you know, my talents and what I want to bring to the team is much of where the direction that Utah wants to go in. Um, I'm a journalist first. I'm a storyteller, um, creator, producer, reporter. Um, I edit even a little bit. Um, not as great as probably some of the editors on the actual team, but you know, I dip and dabble. I do all of that. And so my passion for storytelling, um, just with everything happening in the NBA, I was like, you know what, let me just, I think Utah, I think Utah's calling me. And, um, after meeting with everyone and talking with everyone, I was like, this is where it's supposed to be. And so the opportunity presented itself. I applied. I'm here. I'm a part of the team. I feel like I'm a part of the family. 
already um, with my one week, my rookie week out the way remotely. I moved to touchdown in Utah officially next week. So I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, to be moving forward with the digital side um, with this new kind of role. I know they've had like similar roles in the past, but like this is different. And I'm excited to, uh, to go into these waters. I was going to say go into these lakes to be funny. But <laughs> that didn't work. I'm still working on my humor, guys. But it's it's coming. You have to download Utah humor. What the jokes are? You know who <laughs> who's the power players? Who you need to make fun of? Who needs the razzing? You'll figure that out as we continue. I mean, full disclosure: this is recorded on Friday, released on Monday. So yeah. understand we're we're still in Nio's first week with mm-hmm. the team. But going to Howard, how did it influence you to what you were doing? Because after you graduated from Howard, you're working entirely as a one-man band with the Grio as a similar role, interviewing, content producing. How did Howard set you up for that? And then what was your work with the Grio? Um, yeah, so Howard is a historically black college and university in Washington, D.C., Um, and Howard, I say was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I use the analogy all the time that when you go to Howard university, um, we may not have the same resources as, as other schools. Um, but you're taught to be a master chef with plastic forks and knives. So with everything that I do, I can create an amazing project and I may not have the same resources, but it's going to look 10 times better than someone else's just because of what I'm taught in the classes, who I'm surrounded by. And um, just being at the school, I wouldn't have had my hustle and my grind um, if it wasn't for my experience at Howard. Oftentimes you're told no, and it just really means, okay, so how are you going to go about this a different way? How are you going to approach this? Um, and I tell people as a woman, as a, a woman, as a, as a, a female, as a lady um, in sports, it's not an easy industry to enter. Um, and you have to find different ways. You're sometimes going to be told no. Um, and you have to find, okay, so I'm going to go about it this way, but I'm going to make sure that I get my foot in the door completely. And that's one thing about Howard, um, is that there's going to be times where I was told no. And I just learned, okay, that's not, okay, no, I can change that no into a yes. There are plenty of interviews where I was told, no, you can't get, I remember when, um, who was it? It was Post Malone, my first ever celebrity interview, which is so crazy because now everyone's like, like Post Malone's such a huge star. And he a Utah honorary Utah. Yes, honorary. Okay, and that's crazy how you look at life and like now I'm in Utah and who would think my first ever celebrity interview was someone? That's so crazy. Wow, mind blown. But uh, my first ever celebrity interview was uh, Post Malone, and I was a sophomore, um, 19 years old, and. Uh, my camera guy was like, hey, um, they said that we can't get an interview. I was like, okay. And he goes, he texts me and he's like, I thought he went to the bathroom. He texts me, he's like, I'm backstage with Post Now, come. I was like, what? And so we went back there and we did the interview. And um, it went viral, of course, because it's Post Malone and I got some good moments. But that moment right there, I was like, I thought we were told no. And he was like, no, you never take no for an answer. So everything that I do when it comes to my career um, hasn't been an easy route. It's always been a no, but it's, I'm always figuring out ways to go around that no to, to get my yes, to get what I deserve. Um, and, and there's a quote that people often say, what's for you is for you at the end of the day. And that's the mentality that I bring into it. So when I graduated from Howard, I interned with the Grio, which is also an African-American news-based digital outlet. I interned with them when I was, again, 19, I think my sophomore year, going into my sophomore, junior year. 
Um, but I was still, I'm a young one. Um, and I interned with them as a video intern, did some great things, um, worked on the presidential campaign, well, got to go to the DNC, got to go to a bunch of movie premiere screenings while I was interning with them in New York. Um, and then when I graduated, well, not when I graduated, when I finished the internship, they offered me a freelance role and I worked with them all through college. And then when I graduated, I didn't land a full-time job. Um, I landed nothing really. I was freelance with them. The Wizards asked me to come back because I had interned with them my senior year as part-time in their game presentation. So I did that. And then I worked for Howard Television Station as well as digital reporter, correspondent. Um, and then I worked for another outlet as a writer. And I was just hustling because I, I was told no, but I still did some great things in those two years. I was able, yeah, two years after college, um, I was able to go to NBA All-Star and cover that and do some big interviews there. I was able to sit down with Taraji P. Henson um, and Adam Shankman, who was the director of Hairspray. Um, I was able to sit down with Kevin Hart. I was able to chase after Kevin Hart after being told for an interview. That's another one, chasing after little Kevin Hart to do an interview, um, sit down with him. And then, um, of course, like my work with the Grio, just covering things in D.C., going up to New York, um, sometimes, you know, just making a way out of no way. Sometimes I was paying for my own flights because I wanted to be there so badly um, just as a freelance journalist. Um, so, yeah, I've been with the Grio now. Um, I was with them. I moved up a little bit more um, within the second year and I was able to launch some really great things this past um, while in COVID, when COVID really hit hard, the need for more journalists doing things, covering stories was needed. And so my freelance hours went from full-time hours with the Grio. So I was able to launch multiple series. Um, I did an NBA series and I also did a series on my own, on my own page, but I'm sure you're going to ask that. I'm trying not to talk too much. That's all right. <laughs> this, we're paying you to talk. The Jazz are paying you to be a reporter, story tell, <laughs> and that's exactly what you're doing right now. So what was that series that you launched, and, and what were the cool things that you were able to just create? Because COVID, as you already know, I mean, you can either get better or get worse during this time, and many of us have been able to use this time to get better, do more things, find content in different ways that we didn't think was originally possible. Definitely. Yeah. So I launched two series, one with the Grio, which was a NBA specifically like the NBA series. Um, because I was like all these players at home, there's these stories that are being told. Um, and then when everything was happening with, um, just the racial injustices in the world, there were so many conversations that had to be had. And, um, I, you know, proposed that to the Grio and we did a five part series where we had Rudy Gay as the first, as the premiere episode. It was on, this is all on Instagram live, never met Rudy in my life. So I'm sitting there on live, like meeting him and telling him and talking with him um, for the first time all on live. Um, Rudy Gay, Danny Green, um, God, Sham God, I believe was the third episode, um, Carrie Champion and who I absolutely love and adore. She's amazing. Um, Carrie Champion and Asia Wilson, who won MVP this year, um, WNBA. So just having real conversations with them about what they're using their platforms for, about what they do outside of sports and storytelling and having those real conversations, um, talking for 30 minutes on live, inter uh, interacting with the fans, talking about what um, this was before the bubble. So we talked about, like, like you know, what 
how the bubble, what the bubble is going to be like, um, talking with Carrie Champion about, you know, just her career, um, the things that she's doing for women in the industry, and then talking with Asia Wilson inside of the bubble and God, God Cham got inside of the bubble. And they were just telling me life inside the bubble and the wobble. Um, so yeah, it was a great series with them. And then I launched my own personal series on my own platform, Meet the People Live, um, which um, is a series that I launched in 2014 when I was starting at Howard. And the purpose of Meet the People was to just highlight people that are doing amazing things around the world. And it was in-person conversations. But then when quarantine hit, I was like, I can't, like as a journalist, you have to, you have to be doing you want to do more. You want to feel like you're out. You want to be active. And that's how my mentality is. It's like, I always have to be, I always have to work. I always have to look forward to something. So if I didn't have a series to look forward to, who knows how I would have survived during COVID. Um, so I launched this Meet the People Live. And um, we did 42 episodes. And I interviewed people from um, literally all walks, all fields, people I've never met before from viral dancers like Aaliyah Janelle to um, Rob Covington from the Houston Rockets to, um, I never got a chef. I'm thinking, I still wanted to do one of those, um, singers like Brian McKnight, actresses like Megan Good. Um, there, it's just a variety of fields. We talked about financial literacy. We talked about activism. We talked, even had some, um, we had a minister come in. We had, um, Pops Mensa Bonsu, who's the GM of the Capital City Go-Go. Like it was just a variety of fields. Um, and we were just talking about their journey and how they got there. So I was like, not every episode, you know, some people are going to be interested in, but we're going to target, you know, a specific audience. People are going to learn who these people are behind what they do and how they got to where they are. So yeah, that's the interview series. What were the influences on the interview series? Who are some people in the business that you really admired, looked up to? For me, okay. it was Dan Patrick. I watched Dan, okay. Dan Patrick on Sunday Night Football and I found someone who was more clever than anybody that was always quick with a barb, would always sting Rodney or Tony Dungy or whoever he was on. He made television entertaining. He made whatever yeah. he did with his radio show entertaining. Who is that person for you? Oh, I have so many. Um, I think most recently, I absolutely love and adore uh, Taylor Rooks and Gia Peppers. Um, and they are both like just wonderful um role models in the industry. I love Taylor for um, her interview styles, the questions that she asks and the relationships that she builds um, because people really trust her. Um, and she, she really does a great job and she did an amazing job in the bubble. Um, so I, I absolutely love her. Oh, I forgot to mention Chris Haynes is another person that I enjoy watching on Yahoo Sports. I enjoy his conversations. Um, another person that gets people to trust them. I think um, that's what I, I look at my superpower and I, I'm really good at making people feel comfortable um, making people feel like we've been friends for years. I have a really big smile that my parents paid a lot of money for with braces, guys. They're real teeth, but my parents paid money for them. And um, I have a really big smile, so I, I try to greet everyone with a smile. So Taylor and Chris, when it comes to, like, sports, um, but Gia Peppers, um, she is someone that I met with the Wizards. She was an arena host, but she literally does it all. She's been on BT, VH1. Um, she launched her own – she had a series – um, during quarantine, of course, um, she has literally done it all. She can interview anyone. She makes everyone feel super comfortable. She's from my area. She's from the DMV. Um, and she's just been an incredible person to like look up to. What's the DMV for us Utahns who have oh, no idea what you're talking about? You guys don't know the DMV. Okay, let me teach you some Maryland lingo. DMV What's is Old Bay? Oh, old Bay stuff. That's what you put on your crafts. Um, 
all day. Yes, you guys. I'm actually going to have a crab feast on Sunday for my goodbye. All right, DMV. Um, DMV. District Columbia, D.C. Maryland for M. And V is Virginia. So that's a DMV because we're all connected. Like literally you can be in Maryland and you can walk over and you'll be in DC and then you can literally drive, well, step on and you're in in Virginia. Like it's literally all connected. Um, So you call it the DMV because we're one big blob and we all love each other and support each other. So whenever artists is from like, and again, when it comes to the DMV, it's really Northern Virginia. So like Southern Virginia, like when you go further out, like Richmond's not considered a DMV, but like Alexandria, Arlington, all those places are in Northern VA are a part of the DMV. And that's what makes it so close to Virginia's a big state. Um, but yeah, so it's all connected. You can literally, you know, the airports, for instance, it's called Reagan National Airport. It's DC's airport, but it's in Arlington, Virginia. So it's like, it's literally all connected. I've met many a Maryland person. They they love Maryland. Okay, it's an unreasonable amount of love. Okay, I, I could be driving from Baltimore to D.C., and if I say something bad about a cherry tree, somebody's going to say, oh, you don't get it. You don't, you don't get what that cherry tree is all about. <laughs> what is it about Maryland that really brings out you guys in caping for the state? First of all, Maryland has, I mean, I'm coming to Utah. I'm coming to Salt Lake City. I need to look up what the flag looks like, but Maryland has the coolest flag, you guys. It looks it is, like Alice in Wonderland. I don't no, know if it's super it cool. It, it's basically <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's basically what? two things, and then they're refracted. No, it's so amazing. I mean, you can say that, but it's so cool. Like the Maryland flag, first of all, right there, hands down, it's so pretty. So that's one thing. Um, I think Maryland, you go hard for Maryland because. A lot of people don't try to like, they try to to diss us in the world. They try to act like we don't exist and we exist. Okay. Like I come from PG County, which is like, and even if you like PG County, we rep our counties really hard. What is PG? I'm telling you. Paul George? (laughs) It's Prince George's County. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the documentary, Something in the Water. It was created by Kevin Durant, Quinn Cook. Um, But Something in the Water, PG has some of the best basketball players ever. Okay, I know I'm Utah, I'm coming to Utah, and I love you guys, but PG County, there's something in the water, and it's not even just basketball players, it's about the talent that comes out of the DMV, especially PG County, so I'm just saying that, I'm going to drop my mic there, because I rep my city, I rep my county, I rep Maryland very hard, and I'm proud to be from here. Well, you're going to have to dock Salt Lake County as your new county when you (laughs) come here on Tuesday, but she's right, PG County is a huge basketball hotbed. If you follow college basketball, and we'll be getting into the draft later on on Round Ball Roundup and on future podcasts involving NIO, PG County is where all these recruits are coming from. So she is right in saying how big basketball is out there. Kevin Durant, most famously, uh, is the player that came out there. Let's get to the job. What made sports the right move for you right now? And what do you plan on doing with us? Yeah. um, So I didn't imagine my life would, um, you know, I fell in love with the idea of digital content. And I fell in love just like by working with the Wizards and seeing so many stories um, that I felt like needed to be told. And as a journalist, I'm like, hey, that's where that's where I come in. 
Um, so I didn't expect my life to like end up here three years ago, if you would ask me. Um, but in my last like year, two years, like just watching like Dwayne Wade's um, retirement and like seeing him do his last dance and watching, you know, I was like, wow, there's so many stories, like seeing the Jersey when people gave back their jerseys to him and they talked about the amazing things that he did or um, just seeing like players like start their own podcasts and seeing players try to venture off and like start these new careers, whether it be wine, because um, everyone seems to love wine. Um, whether it be LeBron starting a whole school, whether it be um, uh, just people just finding different things that they love. And um, I was like, you know what? As a journalist, I feel like this is what I, I need to be doing. This is the stories that I want to tell. I feel like there's so many stories. Um, seeing people often forget that players are human too. And I want to be able to provide that human side to who they are. Um, and so that's kind of what I'll be doing with the job. I'm going to be, of course, like, you know, we're going to be talking sports. But we're also going to be having conversations about the things that they love, um, having conversations, whether it be like Mike Conley loves golf. We might talk about golf one day or we might talk about fatherhood. Um, we might talk about literally anything could come up. Um, we could talk about like the, some of the players being from the East Coast and what that experience is like. So I think that's that's going to be a major part of the job, um, finding creative stories, but also not even just telling stories, um, but also um, stories about the players, but also telling stories about um, Utah. I think what really excites me most about Utah is that it's almost like a secret hidden gym. Salt Lake City is like a secret hidden gym for those that are not from the area. When I traveled out and saw the city for the first time, I was like, this is so beautiful. Um, I can't wait to be able to have conversations with the fans um, to showcase what Utah is like um, to kind of even, you know, with my followers, because most people, when I told them they were moving, I didn't sit, tell people where I was going. Everyone thought I was going to California. Everyone thought I was going to New York. People thought maybe Atlanta. Um, and they're like, you're going to Utah? And I can't wait to expose my followers, to expose, um, you know, people that might just be fans of players to the beauty of what Utah is. So that's what I'm going to be doing with the job. So get ready for all that great content. And I hope I, I do it justice. So we met you couple months ago when you showed up and you decided to interview live in person and and you got a little sampling of what we were doing what we're all about in Utah what stood out on that trip uh, beyond the mountains because I know uh, just for people who are coming from the east coast they don't know what a mountain is they think that <laughs> hills they think hills are mountains the Appalachian Mountains <laughs> they, they're hills okay now you're looking at the Rocky Mountains and they're actual huge structures what stood out when you, you came over here um the mountains no um so i i will say that i do know a little bit about mountains because i do travel west and my family my mother is from montana okay so she like there are mountains out in montana even though i haven't been to montana in 20 years um <laughs> there are mountains out there um but i think what really stood out to me about salt lake i mean it's gonna sound terrible because it's gonna go back to the mountains um but I went mountain sliding. I didn't know that was a thing. I went to Park City. First of all, I didn't know Park City was a thing. Um, and, you know, I'm out there with Bree. She's showing me Park City. And she's like, oh, we're going to go to Park City. I'm like, okay, we're going to go to Park City. I had no expectations. Just living in the moment. And we went to Park City. And first of all, this was like a whole thing. I was like, this is absolutely beautiful. Now, Grant, the Olympics were there. And so you, th you look back and you're like, okay, now I remember that. But um, getting there, 
She's like, okay, we're going to do mountainside and we're going to go on a mountain coaster. And this was all so like relaxed and whatever. And we, you know, she's like, yeah, we're going to do this. I'm like, I've never been on a ski lift before. <laughs> so I got on a ski lift for the first time in my life. And then we get to the top of the mountain, we go down mountain. She's And she's going down the slide fast. And I'm over here like, oh, he said not to fall off and not to go super fast. So I'm trying to be careful. Um, so that was like one thing that really stood out to me. Also, I went to Red Iguana, which was really good. I tried the mole. That was awesome. And then I, there's a nacho spot. Cannot think of the name. It's like, it's right by the arena. Nacho Daddy. Nacho Daddy. (laughs) Went to Nacho Daddy and had me some steak nachos. And those were great too. So the food for like my three days that I was there, I was totally impressed. Um, And I think I'm going to probably become a foodie when I get out there. So expect that on my Instagram as well. That that was the other thing. We went out for dinner one night. Oh yes. And uh I wasn't allowed to touch the food until you got a, a photo of what we were eating. <laughs> and you know, as the Neanderthal man of the group trying to show off my testosterone, I'm trying to eat this food immediately and I get smacked away with my hand as you're trying to take a photo. Photo. Stop, JP. No, hold on. Wait, I have to get the frose. I have to get all this. I know. Oh. I know, yes. And you're if you ever go out, in which you're probably gonna be taking we're probably gonna be going out a lot. Um, I'm gonna be forcing you to come out with me. Um, so just be prepared to not grab for food really quickly because I'm gonna get all my angles. My food's gonna be captured and I'm gonna get this new iPhone. So don't mess with me when I get portrait mode on my food. It's gonna go crazy. That's the thing. I I don't understand it, but people love it. And you're one of those people who who takes photos of the food what'd you make of the team when you were able to watch and when you were able to sink into the fact that you're going to be telling these guys stories what did you make of them during the playoffs okay so first of all the team is great I'm super excited to um I had such a great time with you guys we were you guys got to witness me though um get a little crazy I hadn't even really signed my contract yet but you guys saw me um you were fangirling let's be completely honest with you I was I was pretty you know I was pretty intense though I was kind of like going back I was really you know it was you was and like, David Locke I'm trying to decide when the arena opens back up where I will sit because I have to keep it professional but I may need to have like a curtain or something that I can hide behind it because I get very very loud and tense and I get you know I get a little mean if I don't like you know it's all love at the end of the day appreciate what you do but you know I get a little hard I can be I can you know you know I'm a a true fan when I'm with the team oh you you guys better win that's my goal all right so um yeah it was great (laughs) being there with you guys so you guys could see that side of me um but I try to keep it together at least I think I tried didn't do too hot um but yeah the team is great I'm excited to be working with you guys it seems like we all have um, goals and how we want to see the digital side really um, grow and blossom. And I'm excited for you guys to witness uh, the crazy, crazy Nile that puts out great content, though. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We got a little bit of a, a sampler, a taste, yeah. a tapa, so to speak. Oh, but now I've signed a contract. Oh, it's going to be different. Oh, really? Now, now I'm like I'm hardcore. Like I've. My family is now jazz fans. Okay. Like everyone's, you know, my, my dad, I already told my dad we ordered like towels. <laughs> We're like ready. Like my dad, you know, he's getting his shirts. 
Um, you know, I have all these friends out here. They're like, we're jazz fans. I'm like, okay, like as long as you guys know, like I go very hardcore. I've signed this contract. And so, oh, oh, it's going to be, if there's a loss, I may cry. I will probably cry. Uh, was there a sports moment where you ever cried before? Oh, yeah. I cried when the Celtics. Okay, so. You're a Celtics I, fan. Yeah, I grew up a Celtics fan. And I will tell this story because I'm a Celtics fan because my brother was a huge Kobe fan. And um, in order to keep a feud in our house, instead of keeping it peaceful, I was like, I have to like the Celtics, right? So I have to go, you know, Lakers, Celtics, that's what you have to do. And so when the Celtics lost in the Eastern, Con- Eastern Conference Finals to Miami Heat, um, I don't. I think it took me months to get over it. I was so depressed. I was so depressed. And then I believe that's when Ray went and signed with Miami the year after. Ray oh, Allen and a traitor. I was. I was. Oh, oh, Ray Allen. I remember I used to gag when he would come <laughs> on the court. I was like, he's terrible. I was like, I actually actually got sick. My body was like so. I really go hard for the team. Um, I still have love for the Celtics because I'm one of those people that you know. You grew up a fan. You got to stay one forever. But um, the Jazz now has my heart. But it's going to be hard. Even, like, the Wizards. Like, um, when we played Toronto, I think we took them to a game six in 2017, 2018. Um, and Toronto was the number one seed. We were the eighth seed. Or the Wizards were. I'm not a we anymore. It's not a we. Um, the Wizards were an eighth seed. And um, we took them to a game six. Or they took them to a game six. I'm trying, guys. It's new. Um, they took them to a game six, and um, that was – they lost, and that was depressing. Um, it was very depressing. So that was another moment where I was uh, – I got really sad. I couldn't go – yeah, it's bad. It's, it's, it's like – it's bad. You're a yeller. Good luck. Which is uh, something that, especially compared to Angie and I, it's a little different. You guys are so calm. It's going to get crazy. Pray, yeah. So let's just pray that no chairs are broken. Um, no mics are broken. And if I'm on camera, that I keep it together. Because I'm going to have to keep it together. This is going to be fun. Well, thankfully, <laughs> you have a little bit of time to get ready for the season. We will be doing this a lot more as the offseason continues. And as the jazz news, it never stops. First, never. with our new signing. Nio Campbell. Nio, give her a big applause. Thank you so much for joining Round Ball Roundup. Thank you so much. I'm a new signee. This is exciting. This is exciting. I need a hat. I need a hat to like put on my Instagram. We got to talk to the graphics team. We got to get her a Photoshop or something. Yeah, I need something. They're still in Baltimore. Why is it still in Baltimore? Why didn't you pay them so that they it gets to your place when you're there? I did. I did. And that's why I'm irritated. Well, the contract said five to 21 days. And I said I need it there by October 20th. And they said that they had a shipment leave out on October 12th, but it would have got there on October 17th. So that's why they had to wait for a different shipment. Mm. You didn't want to let us know and we would have we signed the paper for you? Not 17 boxes, and it's like wardrobe. Like, it's not even, like, easy stuff. Like, it's like it's insane. I have, like, four wardrobe boxes on top of five, 10 different shoe boxes. I have a dresser. I have my couch. Um, you know you can go to Ikea, right? Yeah. 
I am. I am for the most part. My bed apparently arrived today too. I have to call FedEx and com- custom. Like, sorry, we're not recording anymore, right? 